Hello, Richard here from Blowtorch Records. Welcome to our first proper podcast. Today, I'm talking to Keith Mosfet, once of Toronto, now resident in Amsterdam, and we'll be hearing about his bagpipe playing past, how he writes at least one song a week, how at home he feels in Europe, and how he didn't feel quite so at home in Canada. In fact, he wasn't like everybody else. So Keith, uh, we've never actually met in, uh, we've never even talked to each other um, before now. So yeah, I was just thinking it, it's kind of weird how much you can do over the internet without ever meeting, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy how uh, globalized our world has become. Yeah. And like, it's weird how you can like, I can collaborate with people musically across the world. I can just, they can send me stems, I can send them stems and we can like slow it into a, throw it into a DAW and it works out. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, you know, globalization seen as a pejorative word, but for musicians, it's actually, um, it's pretty good really, isn't it? Yeah. I, uh, uh, I know there's applications out there now for, if you want to have your, we want to listen to a mix of a, of your song, you can actually uh, basically do like a Zoom type meeting mm. and listen to the mix through your own audio interface okay. and actually hear what the mixing engineering uh, engineer yeah. is doing. So, okay. yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, they've seen, I can't remember where it was recently, but I was, I've been on Spotify, I can't remember. No, it was on SoundCloud. Or, no, anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, they were basically advertising you can um, hire professional musicians from anywhere in the world on the yeah. track. That's um, crazy. That's crazy. You, know, so, <laughs> you could have like <laughs> Car- Carlos had Maldivar, you know, playing on your track, you know. Jeez, I bet that it cost a pretty penny. I'd say that would cost a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so you're in Amsterdam at the moment. You you moved there from Toronto. Was, so Toronto was where you were brought up, was it? Uh, yeah, I'm from the southern Ontario region. I lived okay. in Toronto for about five years. I was born in that area. Uh, I lived in Nova Scotia as well, which is the east side of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved back to Ontario, and I've been I've been living around there my whole life. And okay. I recently made the move to Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Europe. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Glad um, to be here. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, it's uh, it just seems only a short hop to Amsterdam from Ireland. You know, a lot closer than Canada. Oh yeah, I can't wait to come visit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, you were you were you were not only penciled in; you were actually on the gig list for a gig in the Roisin Dove last summer. Um, yeah. Well, sorry, this summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And look what happened. Fucking life, man. I know. But like, a- I'm I'm planning for. Uh, I got a band together now, and we're 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 gun ho to go tour uh, yeah. this summer. So we're trying to like find trying to find like a uh, festival bookers or any sort of booking agents because we want to just go play a yep. bunch of shows and like have okay. a cool fucking three week tour or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they actually had um, the, the place where we were going to have that gig was uh, the Roisin Dove. They actually closed for over the summer. Then they reopened in September and they had seated distanced gigs. Uh, so for example, Lisa Hannigan played there. Um, and I didn't actually go, but by all accounts, it was a great night, and it was looking good again, and then, of course, it's all closed again now. So, yeah. Um, we'll wait and see what happens. But, yeah, look, 
your first on the list, Turnstiles and uh, Keith Mosvet. What a night that will be. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, let yeah. me know if they want to book a tour. Let's oh, play yeah, a bunch yeah. of shows. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's do it, yeah. The thing is, it's just so disappointing, Keith, when you, you book somewhere and then it gets cancelled. It's, it's It kind of knocks the wind out, you know what I mean? It does, it does. But, like, I, I'm I'm calling it, man, next okay. summer. Fair next enough. summer, we're yep. swinging back in. We're good Things for it. Are, like, life is going to fucking explode. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd it's say gonna, so. It's going to fucking explode. There'll be it's a vaccine a by next year. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Yeah, the the, uh, the stopper's coming out of the bottle. There's a pent-up demand. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, we were, uh, my band here, we were considering doing a... Um, we were going to book a secret gig, but then okay. like we were going to do it at the end of um, or the end of October. And we had it booked and we had like a lot of people that want to go. And then we looked at the numbers and everything was about to be shut down. We're like, maybe we should wait till January. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to wait and then we're going to do it. It's going to be, you can just feel the energy of people yeah. wanting it so oh, bad. God, yeah. Massively. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's going to be a wave of music. Yeah. So, um, Talking about your gig in Ireland, anyway, tell us about your Irish roots as well, Keith. Uh, yeah, um, I'm Scotch-Irish, where my mom's parents are both from Ireland. Uh, my grandfather is from uh, Derry, and my mo- my grandmother's from Cork. Okay. So, yeah. uh, and then my dad is from uh, Scotland originally. And then wow. I was born and raised in Canada, and yeah, uh, I was lucky enough, I applied and I got an Irish passport and I'm able to live in Europe and Ireland was one of the choices, but I end up here in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but once you're in Europe, you can go anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm fuck very, the UK, very of course, once they leave, well, they already have left. So ah, fuck them. <laughs> <It'll be okay. laughs> That's cool. Okay. So Derry, Derry and Cork on you, on your grandparents' side. Yeah. 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 Well, we're looking forward to seeing you in Galway anyway. Um, and um, I was uh, I've seen a few of your videos, uh, particularly the one for "Change Your Mind." Ah, uh, change your mind. <laughs> Looks like there's some fairly wild characters in uh, Toronto. <laughs> well, those are my hometown friends. I'm yeah. originally from a, I'm a, from a small town originally called Brantford. Okay. And, uh, those are just like the kids that the, the adults, I guess. Now I grew up with, and they're they're. They're friendlier than they look. Uh, <laughs> they look like great crock, I have to say, yeah. Oh, it's fucking the best time. Like, the, the one guy who takes off his shirt, he looks like he can murder you. He's one of the sweetest people in the world. He was a professional boxer, but okay. he's a, a great singer, and he's a great harmonica player. How long have you been playing then in in bands making music? Um, so I've been playing music since I was eight. Uh, my grandfather, my Scottish grandfather, uh, taught me to play bagpipes. That was my first instrument. Uh, wow. I was a chanter and bagpipes. Uh, I spent a, a couple of summers with him, and it was very cool. And then uh, I picked up the guitar when I was 12. And I just never put it down. I've been playing in punk bands since I was like 14, 15. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's 
through my whole life, I just like writing and playing music. I'm, I'm in like a constant state. I write a new song probably every week and okay. then I get choices and then I just kind of choose what I want to record and it works out. <laughs> one. And is there, a, is there a punk scene, a thriving punk scene in Toronto? Uh, there was. And the, in my hometown, there was a really good music scene and it died. And then I moved to another city called Hamilton and there was a really good punk scene. Okay. And like there's good garage rock scenes. Things kind of waned off. And then the last three years in Toronto were like, they were weird because it became... It's a it's a hip hop city and like okay. it's in Canada it's really it's really hard to tour it's really hard to play in Canada because the country is like three Europe's big and you play about five cities yeah, yeah <laughs> there right. really isn't that many cities you can play and yeah it's it's it sucks it was like it's easier to like I could book a tour in Europe easier than I could have like financially booked one in in uh, Canada. Sure. Okay. For the states, it's like a two thousand dollar visa just across the border. Okay. See? Yeah. yeah it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's fucking yeah, weird. Yeah. EU's great, man. <laughs> oh yeah, open borders. It's class. Yeah. Oh, open borders are great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Because um, in Ireland, like, there's a real um, post-punk sort of punk post-punk scene going on at the moment. There's any number of bands. Um, you know, like Nerves, Turnstiles, um, Vulpines, who have a real kind of punk energy. There's kind of a post-punk scene as well, you know, a bit more kind of angular sounding. Uh, but then there are, uh, and that's, you know, there's a scene in, it's certainly in Galway, but then in Limerick, which is only an hour away, it's kind of known as a hip-hop place. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's funny, yeah. So, um um, and then, yeah, I suppose Dublin's kind of a melting pot of everything, really, you know, with it being the capital. But there is an amazing music theme scene in Ireland at the moment. Of course, I yeah. hear that. Like, uh, you can find a musician at every corner playing everywhere. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got the trad stuff as well, yeah. Um, <laughs> certainly all that's still going on. Although, Why, you know, the, what do you call it, trad? What, what does that mean? Like traditional Irish music, you know. Oh, sort of, okay, okay. Um, Never heard fiddle, that term. Okay, okay. Bowron, pipes, maybe, you know, that kind of, you know. But, you know, box players. Yeah, it's just trad for short, yeah. Trad, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and so when you um, when you started out, uh, so say you were 12 or 13 playing the guitar, did you kind of start out with cover, doing covers or were you writing your own stuff straight away? Honestly, I wrote really bad songs. Okay. Uh, I, re- I released, I actually, I, I played punk a lot in bands and... I wish like my old MySpace still existed. I had a MySpace. I released like this like uh, like lo-fi indie emo album of like acoustic guitar songs that were like really kind of spacey and weird okay. on MySpace when I was like probably sixteen or fifteen. <laughs> and like they were like I listened to them a few years ago. They were pretty good still. I'm like wow. Like I, I yeah. I've been, I've been writing songs a long time. Or a lot of a lot of bad ones. And like I'm like a monkey on a typewriter. Every once in a while, I write a good one. Oh yeah, well. That's the way it goes, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, I remember listening to an interview with Noel Gallagher and they were asking him about, you know, where do, where the songs come from? <laughs> and he's kind of of the opinion. They're kind of in the ether and you just have to sit there and wait for them oh. to, to come into you. You just got to, like, you got to reach out there and you pull yeah. them out. It's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And like when, exactly. The, when, the ta- when the tap is on, you just, you got to pull out as much as you can and, like, hope for the best. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And then, oh, okay. like, the, you know, they said, well, how did you write, like, 
champagne supernova, for example, you know, or Wonderwall. And he said, you, you know, well, you haven't heard the hundred other songs that came before those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. But you write, you write a thousand bad songs. Yeah, yeah. You get better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a technique to it as well. Yeah, I mean, the first song I heard of yours, I think, was Where Love Will Grow. Yeah. <laughs> which is just insanely catchy. Uh, it kind of starts out like something by the four tops with that do 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 yeah. and then kind of ends up sounding like the buscock. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That um, first album was like, I were I went cra- fucking crazy recording it because like I didn't know what I was doing, and I just mixed and I remixed. I I got through like probably ninety different re- remixes of, of each song, all ten okay. songs. I went crazy in the winter time, and yeah. I just wanted to make something that was cool, and that was one of the songs. Well, it sounds great, and that was all done on on laptop kind of thing, was it? Home studio. All of my stuff has been done at home. And, like, I, I have gotten better. Like, I volunteered in a studio. Uh, and after that first album, I volunteered in a studio, my friend's studio. He's done some pretty big Canadian albums, and he taught me better workflow and better yep. techniques. And mm-hmm. then my second EP came out, and it was a, a step above. But, like, I, I just knew what I was doing. It was way... I made a lot more conscious choices and then I knew what I was going for and I had a good workflow, which made things a lot easier to uh, okay. be creative. Yeah. Um, and happily, I have uh, some of your songs on actual vinyl. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Imagine that. So where do, you, where, where do you stand on the kind of streaming Spotify versus physical copies debate, you know? Uh, necessary evil of streaming, right? Uh, I've gained, I've gained fans all over the world because of streaming. Like I have yeah. fans from Brazil and Mexico and, and Europe and and a lot in the U.S. And that's all because of streaming. It has made me tens of dollars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what do you do with it all? <laughs> tens. Okay, like okay, like, like two hundred dollars of like I think I have like over hundred thousand streams and like. Whatever, yeah. that's okay. Um, but like, uh, I think now, like, the music industry has really changed, and like, I I would prefer to be like, I could just release an album. I would, la- I'd rather that kind of methodology, but it's not really viable in today's uh, consumer uh, music music consumption area. Yeah. Era. So my whole idea is like, okay, I'm going to release. I'm going to record as much as I can, whatever, and then release the songs I think are best and call that an EP. I'll do like one EP or an album a year, release every two months, and then try to gain as much uh, momentum off of each individual track. And then my idea is to consolidate uh, like 10 tracks or whatever I, and then release on a vinyl after. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I mean, the, the thing is, and I, did, I wrote a blog about this a while ago, I mean, uh, 30 years ago, people like us 
couldn't have even considered releasing music. There just wasn't a, a vehicle by which he could do it unless no. he was signed to yeah. either a major label or even to an indie label. It was still fairly hard to get signed to. Um, yeah. So um, there is a, you know, a certain element of democratization, I think, in the, in the current structure. Absolutely. It's absolutely. just making money out of it that, that's the issue. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not quitting my day job anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like, honestly, like for me, I'm just, I'm just happy to connect with people. And like, it's a, it's a really amazing feeling when I get uh, people who aren't like my family or friends yeah. or whatever, just like message me and say they, they really loved what I did. And it's, it's yeah. something very special. It is, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And I know when, um, when Turnstiles released their first single, somehow it got picked up by some college stations in the US and they were getting followers from all these little towns in America that we'd never heard of, you know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. And then you get messages from them saying, oh, I love wasting away. You know, it's like, oh my God, that's so class. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, a, it's a special feeling and like, it there's, is, no, yeah. there's no, it kind of validates like, wow, like I kind of did something that, that was important to someone and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've connected with somebody, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. That's um, the that's the core of the human experience, right yeah, there. Connection. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then there's a there's a band from um, Dublin called Pillow Queens, uh, just released an LP recently. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're very good. I recommend them, but um, it, they're not on any label. It was all completely done DIY, so they recorded it. Um, they pressed it onto vinyl, I presume they funded it themselves, but they sent out all the albums themselves. So they was all done on their own website. Uh, so I got one, you know, I just paid over the web and I got a album came in a brown cover, handwritten, a little message on the front, love from Pillow Queens. It was class. It's the cutest thing. Oh, like, yeah. You feel so good. There's this saying that like, um, it's better to have a thousand real followers who love you instead of a hundred thousand people that kind of listen to your music and pass by it. Yeah, I'd say I'd rather have yeah. real fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um so and look, if you can get a tour out of it as well and sell a few t shirts, then Jesus, happy days. Perfect. <laughs> <Seriously>. Perfect. <laughs> Put some shirts with my face on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I missing, won't do that. We're missing the gigs. <laughs> yeah, missing the gigs is uh it's funny. I was just daydreaming with some of my friends who live here. Uh, uh, some of my Dutchy friends, like they're like talking about, like we, we just tell me all the cool bars if we taking me right now, and yeah. like, all the cool places we could be playing. And it's like, <laughs> fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coulda, woulda, shoulda. Coulda, yeah. <laughs> well, next year, man. Ne- next. Oh year. yeah, next year. Yeah, we're going to twenty twenty one. Next year, yeah. Yeah. Just take that um, vaccine. Slap my arm. I'm good to go. <laughs> And um, I was going to ask you previous research when you were when I was asking you about uh, the, you know when you were writing stuff initially, what you were listening to when you grew up because I think you know for a lot of people, particularly in in Ireland and the UK, they would have similar references. You know, we're listening to the same kind of bands. Um, were you you know was the Canadian groups you were listening to? Did you get a lot of European stuff over there? Uh, I had a pretty. I grew up with a lot of British invasion type music. That was okay. stuff I fucking loved. And but then like there's also there's obviously a lot of Canadian indie music I grew up with. I was like 
I was 12 years old and it was the first show I ever went to my hometown. And we had a really special small venue that people all over Canada came to. Yeah. And I saw the Arcade Fire play their first show out of one of their first shows outside okay. of uh, Quebec. Mm-hmm. And there was more of them in, in the band than there was of us in the audience. <laughs> okay. And I thought that's what music was. Yeah. I just thought, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, yeah, it's like a just, personal gig. <laughs> yeah. And like, they were just like this crazy garage rock band and then they blew up and they are, they are now. Uh, yeah. I, I grew up with a lot of different type of music, but I think I particularly, I was like focused on like British invasion type music. Okay. Kind of why my sound was pretty different than a lot of other Canadian bands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And give us a couple of examples. Oh, okay. I grew up with like, okay. So the Kinks were my favorite band. Absolutely. Grew up with the Kinks. Uh, my fir- you know what my first album I ever got was uh, the Clash Essentials. Okay, like that. There was like a, this triple disc Clash Essentials, and then my second album was The Smiths, Queen of oh, Death. Nice one. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I was a moody twelve-year-old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then like I got like Connor Oberst, like uh, Bright Eyes, and like some American indie stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, tickets to see Connor Oberst. Um, this year it was supposed to be in september i think this year it's postponed yeah. until next year yeah yeah i love him he's got such a great voice oh he's like he's just such a special writer yeah he's such a special writer i i bought like i i bought his uh his ep for save my life off ebay when i was like i want to say 15 and then my like girlfriend at the time said she really like liked it and so i gave it to her for for a birthday, and like I still kind of regret it. <laughs> we broke up like right after that. Fuck. <laughs> Schoolboy era. Jesus. Schoolboys, school man. God damn it. <laughs> um, and so, what's next for Keith Mosfet musically? I sorry, I'll just before you go on. Actually, I, mean, I, I have to say I loved your latest offering as well. That it's a bit more um, reflective. Love the trumpet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lakeshore Bus was this. Yeah, Lakeshore Bus, yeah. I try to, uh, with music, I I try not to have any limits and I want to, it's really easy to like, okay, I can do a certain style of song, but I like to break my own style and like pull in different influences and like, like it's very taboo for a garage rock musician to use uh, drum machines. Like people in rock music that don't ever use drum machines and I say, fuck it, I'll do what I think is Mm. sounding cool in that moment. Uh, I, if I want to put in like a, a bagpipe on something, I'm gonna do it. Like I don't. Yeah, well, I have a song. <laughs> I have a really cool rock song that I'm gonna release next year, and I I don't have a bagpipe on it, but I had this organ that I tried to make sound like a bagpipe, mm-hmm. and it just it's just really droning like in the background. And yeah, like, yeah. I just try to pull from it as many places as I can. And Lakeshore Bus was just like a fun little alternative rock lo-fi song that just yeah, kind of good, fucking yeah. happened yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well i'm looking forward to the bagpipes anyway well i love a drone i think drones drones are underrated in music yeah 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 in popular music anyway not so much in folk or maybe but um yeah look forward to that um and so you staying in amsterdam for the near future um, I have no plans to return to North America. Okay. Uh, 
it's a bit of a dumpster fire right now. Uh, <laughs> who knows if the U.S. is going to invade Canada? I don't know. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I should, don't jinx it, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't plan to return to North America, Canada, or, or go to the U.S. or anything like that. Uh, so I'm going to stay in Europe. Right now, Amsterdam seems to work for me. Uh, five years from now, I don't know. Maybe I'll go to Ireland. But yeah. right now... This is this is working for me. You'd be very welcome. Um, and what's the um, what's the the music scene like in Amsterdam, for instance? Uh, a much bigger rock scene than Toronto. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'd say it's. Is it a hip hop? I don't know. I've met so many cool rock musicians there. There's so many good alternative bars. Even like I landed here. And like bars were still open, and yeah. I went to a bunch of cool rock bars, and like I met a bunch of musicians, and it's like, it, that's why it happened so quickly for me for for music, because like I just kind of posted some of my music and um, on some Facebook groups, and I had like a ton of responses from people who wanted to jam with me, and then I just met with some of them, and like I weeded out the weirdos yeah. and. <laughs> <laughs> went for the guy people like uh, the guys and a girl who are really nice and are good musicians yeah and, and i met people and we just it just snapped <laughs> here we here i am i'm gonna start recording again nice one yeah there's a there's a band from uh, near here actually they're, they're good mates with turnstiles they're called the clockworks oh yeah they they played a festival in uh in the netherlands uh it was earlier this year or last year um, and then they kept posting all these um, charts from the Netherlands, and the Clockworks were like number thirty one week, and then they were number eighteen, and then the next week they were number nine, and they were like, oh "My God, they've really taken to us. They love us." <laughs> the Netherlands is a special little country. Yeah, if they like you, they really like you. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they, they like they got. I can't remember where they got. It was it wasn't it was number one, but they got pretty high in this chart, you know, and. Uh, it was it was so funny because they were they only played there once at this festival, yeah. And people oh. have obviously taken them to the hearts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're it's a cool little country, and I, yeah. I'm pretty happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. And um, is it as cold as Toronto in the winter? Do you think? Uh, well, it was <laughs> snowing in Toronto yesterday. Oh, really? Okay. And here it was plus seventeen, so that's a so, good example. <laughs> so no is the answer to that. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a hard no. <laughs> yeah. It's quite rainy, but I can deal with the rain. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, that's cool, Keith. It's been absolutely a real pleasure talking to you, um, and thanks for sharing your um, background, musical influences, um, and where you're heading next. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, um, man. Uh, forward to hearing from you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Let's chat soon. Let's get something going. And next year, we're gonna we're gonna kill it. Thanks, Keith Mosfet. What a great guest. Lovely to hear his views on all things music and weather related. Playing us out is Superficial Hypocrite, the first track of his first album. You can get Keith's music on Spotify and all major streaming platforms. And of course on blowtorchrecords.com. Until the next time.